Come grow with us. The Rock is one church in multiple locations. We want to invite you to a kingdom experience filled with powerful praise and worship and transformational kingdom teaching from the kingdom voice, Dr. Dana Carson. You are invited to join us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at The Rock Cathedral, located at 4101 Broadway in Houston, Texas. For more information and other worship encounters, visit therockwoi.com. Coming up next on The Kingdom Voice. When you read the scripture and see what it just says, it says, thinking yourself to be something and you're nothing. So the point is, you ain't nothing as it relates to who you have become in God. It is not because of how you are. It is because God has a lip protection plan. The following message by Apostle Dr. Dana Carson is made possible by DCKM Partners, assisting people to know God, making Him known to others, and spreading the kingdom message around the world. Check out our website, drdanacarson.org, where you can hear much more from The Kingdom Voice. In this gospel of the kingdom shall be spread across the world as a witness, I'm a witness. Would you go be a witness? In this gospel of the kingdom shall be spread One of the most challenging aspects of a walk with God is sanctification or the process of struggling to be conformed into the image of Christ. This lifelong process has caused many to walk away and call it quits, but God has given us a gift to help us endure the journey. Discover the secret to walking in victory in today's message, Walking with a Limp. Struggle, Vulnerability, and Restoration, coming from Galatians chapter 5, verse 26 through chapter 6, verse 5. The birth of the Spirit, and these two, flesh and spirit, are in sharp opposition to each other. Stott suggests that we are in an internal conflict due to civil war that is taking place within us, but as we learn to walk in the spirit, the flesh becomes increasingly subdued. Paul speaks of the lust of the flesh in Galatians 5. And, and he speaks of how the flesh uh, manifests in multiple realms. The first realm is the realm of sexual passion and activities. Then the second realm is the realm of religion idolatry and sorcery. The third realm is of society where it deals with personal relationships, quarreling and contentious temper, envy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension, partying and jealousy. And then the fourth realm of drink and it speaks of drunkenness and carousing. 
Thus Paul gives us four, four rams of the manifestation of the work of the flesh. And then Paul speaks of the fruit of the spirit that impacts the person holistically in three dimensions. The vertical, his relationship with God, which if the spirit is present should produce love, joy, and peace. And if... Uh, the, if the spirit is present, it shall produce horizontal benefits with one's brother, mankind, through faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So it's vertical, horizontal, and then it's inner. Uh, Paul says that in the inner realm, man becomes faithful or has faith and gentleness, and self-control. Paul instructs us to crucify the flesh and its passion and walk in the spirit. Now Paul here now begins to take another more practical turn in verses 26 through, uh, verses through verse 5 in chapter 6. Paul turns in a very practical term that transitions the frame of thought from walking in the spirit to maturing in the spirit. William Barclay states, Paul knew the problems that arise in any Christian society and that the best man may slip up. The danger here is that those who are spiritual and are really attempting to live in the kingdom to live the kingdom life can in their endeavor to live right for God become judgmental because of their valiant efforts. Thus Paul is writing here to both sets of believers in Galatia. In Galatia, Those who are discovering that when they try to keep the law, they realize what Paul realized in Romans chapter 7 because of the presence of the Spirit, that whenever they try to do good, Evil is always present. And then the other extreme of those who are attempting to make liberty a license through antinomianism, <clears throat> which means to operate with no law, no instruction, no Torah, in essence to operate without parameters because Christ has set them free. Thus Paul is trying to speak now to those who will be mature and assist in strengthening the church for kingdom mission. Thus Paul provides for us in these verses uh, some things that I want to leave you with this morning uh, concerning uh, how we are to strengthen the church in light of understanding that we're all walking with a limp. And that we're all struggling. And that we're all vulnerable. And that we all must restore. Uh, hence, the first thing he says in verse 26 in chapter 5 is this. His point number one, don't be arrogant. Uh, Paul is instructing the church to love and keep in line with the spirit and not judge others by your personal victories 
over vices, situations, and circumstances. Just because you've mastered a particular thing in your life does not give you the right to look down on someone else who does not have victory. So he says, let us not become genomai, and it's a present middle. Let us not become, it means to become something. See, because arrogance will create something in you. It will create a stronghold wherein your uh, walk with God will become more legalism. It will become that which is uh, uh of works of the flesh, works righteousness. Hence, he says, let us not become boastful. Uh, the Greek term means to boast where there is nothing to boast about. It's empty pride or conceit, mere pretentiousness, empty glory, vain glory, vain minded. It refers to one who knows how or attempts to achieve unfounded respect by big talk, boasting and ambition. He says, listen, stop trying to get folk to give you accolades and praise because you have victory over certain areas of your life like you did it. Had it not been for the power of the Holy Spirit and God, there is no way you would have gotten over that vice. Thus he says... Stop boasting, and then he says, stop challenging. Uh, a prokaleo, a present middle, middle voices, that which I do for myself. He's saying, stop challenging folk for your own good. Uh, this word proskaleo is a challenge to combat, athletic context. It can extend beyond to other areas of life, but it's to invite someone to a challenge. So it's provoking folk, it's, it's challenging them, which means my life's better than your life, my life's better than yours. So here it is, he says, stop trying to challenge folk to live like you live. You are not the model, you are not the example. And thus he says, stop challenging folk. And then he goes on and he says, uh, and then envying, he says, to be envious of one another. And these are all present tense. He's saying stop being envious of one another. Why are you envious of your brother and sister? And that's a part of arrogance because you look at them and you envy. It's something about them that you feel you don't have and you deserve. And so you envy them because you think your walk with God is all of that. You think that you're living in such a peaceful way with God that you deserve all that God has to give his people. Here's the second thing. Paul says then in these verses in chapter 6 verse 1. He said, assist now your fallen brother. Now, this verse goes with this. It organically flows from chapter 5 because a conceited person... They, they, they glory in the falls of their brothers and sisters because they believe that makes them look better. See, I told you, I live for God. You see, they don't live for God. I live for God. So he says, assist your fallen brother. If your brother be overtaken, prolambano, 
uh, which means to overtake by surprise, to overpower before one can escape. It says, if they be overtaken, it's not talking about deliberate sin. It's not talking about, you know, those who are just in doing what they want to do. It's not telling you that that's your responsibility to go grab somebody out of darkness who wants to be in darkness. This is talking about someone who was overtaken. They didn't, they didn't plan for it to get this deep. They didn't plan to be right here, but now they're there and they're suffering spiritually and emotionally. It says that they took a, para, a paraptoma, which is a false step, a transgression does not mean a deliberate sin, but as a slip, this word transgression, as on an icy road, someone slips on a dangerous path. The results of stepping aside may have been chosen because of its appropriateness to the Christian life as a walk by the Spirit, which simply means that they didn't know that this thing was going to get them in that. And so they, they misstepped, and people misstep all the time. But then it says the responsibility of the believer is cartizo, which is restoration, restore. It's a present imperative. Now this is a command, and it is a constant command. Believers should always be ready and willing to restore people that have fallen in battle. Stay tuned for more from The Kingdom Voice. We'll be right back after this. Russia is on the move. Europe is burning. Natural disasters are striking and global health scares are plaguing the world. Everyone wonders why and how, but where are the answers? As ancient prophecy unfolds before our very eyes, two questions remain. Is this the end? And if so, are we ready for it? Trained kingdom scholar and eschatologist Dr. Dana Carson provides in his latest work, Dispensation 7, Is This the End? An undiluted examination of history and a critical look at the evolution of the church. This book is the answer for those seeking to accurately interpret the dangers that are currently being experienced around the world. This book will answer your most heartfelt questions and how to prepare for Christ's second coming. Purchase your copy now at drdanacarson.org. That's drdanacarson.org. Or call us today at 281-824-4190. That's 281-824-4190. Now, back to this life-changing message from the Kingdom Voice. Then he says, considering yourself. Scopon. Scopon from scopeo, to look at, to observe, to consider, to give heed to. It indicates being sharply attentive, very diligent to oneself. So Paul says, before you start this judgmentalism he says you need to pay sharp attention to yourself <clears throat> you need to make sure where you are and so he says I don't want you to go in to restore others not considering your vulnerability hence he says lest you be perazzo you be tempted he says, you are not beyond temptation. Stop believing that just because you have not fall, you cannot fall. 
Just because you have not fallen does not mean you cannot fall. Just because you've not done that does not mean that doing that is not up the road. He's saying to you, don't deal with people in their sins just because you've mastered that up until this point in your life. Don't be harsh with them. Don't be judgmental with them. And he says, but you need to be realistic with yourself. You need to understand you got some weaknesses. You need to understand, don't nobody know about it, but you know. Listen, you need to know that there are some things other folk don't see, but you see them. Uh, and, and yeah, they may see their sin. Uh, we're like that woman caught in the sin of adultery. Everybody was ready to throw a stone, but no one was living any different. And see, they were living like Martin Luther King Jr. said, by the 11th commandment, thou shalt not get caught. And so hence, Paul is saying, consider yourself. <coughs> Who is it that can cast that first stone? Thus he says, to bear your brother's burden is the third thing in verse 2. Bear, bastazo, it's a present imperative. This is another command here. He commands you to carry, to bear, or to carry away, to endure the burden the bare, the burden, that which is heavy of your brother. He says, help them bear this thing. Love them through this thing. Help them through this thing. Don't tell everybody. Help them bear this thing. It's too much for them. See, what you don't realize, it's very difficult to tell somebody's fornication when you're fornicating. So when you know you're fornicating and you just crooked and low down, you got a limp and you got a leg cut off. Listen, and, and you know, with no crutches and, and, and you telling about talking about somebody else's shortcoming. When you have those shortcomings in your own life. And see, some people, they try to deflect. Put the detention on somebody else. So, as a result, people would never think, I do it. So he says, when you do this, you are anoplero'o. You are filling or fulfilling the law of Christ. That means you're filling up the law of Christ. What is the law of Christ? To love your neighbor as yourself. Thus, don't celebrate people's failures. Don't celebrate people's shortcomings. And don't be sitting around there talking about it like, like you being spiritual. Listen, I just want you to pray. I wouldn't tell nobody else. But you know, so-and-so and they doing so-and-so. I need you to be praying. Now, don't tell nobody now. Because we got to get them through this. See, whenever you do that kind of stuff, whether you know it or not, you're saying, I'm victorious in all the other areas of my life. 
You lying demon and devil. Now, so listen to what he says in the next verse. Avoid the spirit of pride. Don't think of yourself more highly. Dokeo is the word. Than you're supposed to. If you think yourself to be something when you are nothing, you deceive yourself. So listen to what he's saying. See, and spiritual people receive this. Proud people don't. Because you ain't going to call me nothing. When I'm proud, you ain't going to call me nothing. You don't know what I had to do to get this anointing. You don't know what works and how I qualified for this. See, you, you're thinking yourself to be something when you're nothing. This is, all, this, this is all about sola de gloria. This is about God be the glory. Not about you and I. Hence, he says, when you do that, you deceive yourself, which means to lead one's mind astray. You lead your own mind astray. It means that you think about fantasies which deceive yourself. You really think you're where you are because of how you are. And then you look at where other people are. And you then feel better about yourself. But it says do not think more highly of yourself than you ought to. Because you ain't nothing. If you humble yourself under the almighty hand of God, he will raise right. What are you you saying? I'm saying you ain't nothing. That's what the scripture says. This is all God's work. This ain't your work. You ain't nothing. Now, now, you know, my God don't create nothings. Well, when you read the scripture and see what it just says, it says... Thinking yourself to be something and you're nothing. So the point is, you ain't nothing as it relates to who you have become in God. It is not because of how you are. It is because God has a lip protection plan. Wow, that was a powerful word today. Truly a life-changing word. Such an amazing word, babe. I couldn't have said it better. Our apostle, Dr. Dana Carson, preached an amazing word. And I know you're feeling a tug on your heart right now. And that feeling, that's the Holy Spirit. I'm Elder James E. Hedibo, and this is my wife, Brittany. And we're here to help you take that next step in receiving a relationship with Christ. That tugging, the Holy Spirit desires to have a relationship with you. And so if you would, and you want to be saved, and you want to know what I need to do next, Say this prayer after me, and let's accept Jesus into our lives. Dear Jesus, I believe that I'm a sinner in need of grace. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins, and I just ask now, Lord, that you forgive me for my sins. Lord, all that I am, all that I'm not, I give to you. Please, Lord, fill me with the power of your Holy Spirit. Lead me, Lord, be ruler, and reigner of my life. I pray this now in Jesus' name, amen. If you just said that prayer, congratulations. You are now born again and welcome into the kingdom and into a relationship with Christ. Amen, and the angels in heaven are rejoicing. 
This next step is just as important. Make sure you join us at therockwi.com and get connected because that next step of getting filled with the word continuously will keep you. Make sure you do that today. Congratulations and welcome to The Rock. Thank you for listening to the kingdom teaching of Dr. Dana Carson. If you would like to hear this message in its entirety, visit drdanacarson.org slash TV. For more kingdom teachings and transformational messages, subscribe to our YouTube page at Dr. Dana Carson. Hello, I'm Dr. Dana Carson, affectionately known as the Kingdom Voice and senior leader of the Rock World Outreach International. I would like to invite you to an extraordinary worship experience with God every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at 4101 Broadway Street in Houston, Texas. You will experience powerful praise and worship, a friendly atmosphere, ministry for the entire family, and a life-changing word that will draw you closer to God. Then on Sunday night at 6 p.m., join us for our Signs and Wonders Miracle Service at our Edgebrook campus located at 9321 Edgebrook. If you're in need of a miracle or breakthrough in your life, The Rock is the place to be Sundays at 6 p.m. Lastly, find me every Wednesday at 7 p.m. as we understand the Bible with Dr. Dana Carson. In this Bible study, you will discover a greater understanding of scriptures and how they apply to your life. If you're not in Houston or the Houston area, you still can connect with us online through YouTube, Facebook, or our website at therockwoi.com. Get ready to experience the power of the kingdom. And I look forward to worshiping with you. The Kingdom Theological Seminary offers a quality yet affordable theological education for those seeking to increase their kingdom biblical knowledge. A recent survey revealed a widespread confusion about the Bible's teachings and they drift away from biblical truths. In America's secular culture, studying the truth of God is no longer relevant and some believe it should be relegated to the educational systems. In order for people to become eternally significant, one must know, learn, and understand the Bible and how it relates to them in a 21st century culture. The Kingdom Theological Seminary is designed with this in mind. At KTS, kingdom-minded leaders and laymen will become a part of a kingdom movement that is training and equipping people through the Word of God void of the Romanization, Europeanization, colonization, westernization, and Americanization of the gospel. KTS is a hybrid learning experience with online classes with a focus on kingdom and Pentecostal studies as well as special weekend activities and classes to meet the needs of busy students from around the world. The master and doctoral programs at the Kingdom Theological Seminary are unique and diverse programs designed to prepare and equip you for various aspects of 21st century kingdom ministry. The hybrid approach to seminary gives us the opportunity to have various professors from around the world, such as Dr. Trevor Grizzle, Dr. Brad Young, Dr. Joseph Walker, and more teaching and equipping you with a top shelf understanding of scripture. 
the Kingdom Theological Seminary is the seminary of the future and is preparing kingdom leaders for 21st century ministry. Find out more at ktseminary.com and prepare to expand your biblical understanding. Visit ktseminary.com. Come grow with us. The Rock is one church in multiple locations. We want to invite you to a kingdom experience filled with powerful praise and worship and transformational kingdom teaching from the kingdom voice, Dr. Dana Carson. You are invited to join us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at The Rock Cathedral, located at 4101 Broadway in Houston, Texas. For more information and other worship encounters, visit therockwoi.com. The preceding broadcast has been brought to you by DCKM Partners, helping people to know God, make Him known to others, and spread the kingdom message around the world. Find out more at drdanacarson.org. DCKM, Dana Carson, Kingdom Ministries.